Hey guys, this is Holly Tucker, and you're listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another show right here on Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. Hey Troy, where can they find us? Yeah, they can get us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We even have a YouTube channel out there, Howie. And the rarely used Twitter. We did start <laughs> off using Twitter pretty often, but uh, we've, we've yeah. you know, cut back on that a little bit, but it's still there. And if you want to email us, you can do that as well. You can email me, stay tuned, tnh at gmail.com, or you can email Howie. 
stay tuned howie at gmail.com so it's about all i have how you have anything to add to that well you know what troy uh i just want to just let the listeners know to just keep listening you know not only listen but like share follow and subscribe to everything that we put out there whether it's social media or just our simple podcasts you know just just listen guys enjoy Hey all, what's up? This is Brian from Data Monster Customs. Are you looking for that unique gift for your spouse, sibling, child, boss, or anyone for every occasion? Well, we do one-of-a-kind personalized figures. Check us out on Instagram at Data Monster, that's D-A-D-D-A-M-O-N-S-T-E-R, or just put Data Monster into the Google machine and check out everything we can do for you. Once again, this is Brian for Data Monster Customs. And uh, welcome to another episode of Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. And uh, we got another special guest on board here. And uh, we this guy is uh, a senior pastor uh, of a church here in Lebanon County, not too far from us. And uh, But he's also now an official author of a book uh, called For Valor, Defending the Faith for Those of Worth. And uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, a friend of yours, a mutual friend of ours, actually, uh, loaned me the book to kind of look through. And um, and I'll tell you what, it's it's a very interesting read. And, uh, and I like the fact, uh, and I think the direction that you're going in and the way you're explaining things is very similar to my my thoughts and uh so but anyway yeah uh welcome to the show corby well thanks for having me i I apologize about my voice it feels like i'm losing my voice today so i just gotta bear with me hopefully it uh, it charges (laughs) back up before sunday right yeah hopefully yeah 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 right yeah (laughs) uh, good luck on that uh, let me throw this information quick corby shuey uh senior pastor uh was it is it mount zion it's called now, or what, what is the Mount Zion, name of your church? Mount Zion Road Church, and okay. believe it or not, it's it's located on Mount Zion Road. No, kidding. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Who would have thought? I know. Yeah. Genius name. It's it's the church that has interesting entry and exit signs. That's all I got to say about that place. You know, uh, expansions. There's been a few expansions there, but um, that's um, true. That's true. Or, or yeah. You can go to his website. You can read about his book there, which I want to get into. And back to this real quick, I want to talk about the church and stuff first. But you, you have a book report posted on your website there, and I think that's a really cool thing. And we're going to talk about that because I know that's probably pretty, uh, okay. uh, pretty proud thing for you. Um, okay. Also, you can go to Amazon, find the book. Yes. 
com you said as well and you said that's like the parent company of the publishing and then they get buy one get one type thing or mm -hmm. yeah right? it's um that's the D defender publishing is the the publishing company uh through skywatch tv there's a there's a couple of um you know things that skywatch tv is like the parent company for uh, so if you go on skywatchtv.com, uh, they have a package deal with, with my book, uh, For Valor, Defending the Faith for Those of Worth. Uh, you can purchase my book alongside of Dr. Michael Lake's book. Uh, Dr. Lake is the founder of Biblical Life College and Seminary. Uh, he is uh, he was one of my professors um, as I was going through uh, seminary training, uh, earning earning a master's degree. Uh, so he his book is available with my book uh, in a package deal. Um, so it's a little more expensive than just buying my book alone, but you'll get, you get two books and then some DVDs and things like that. Uh, so, uh, you know, take advantage of it if you're like interested. You get a little bit more bang for your book. You do. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, yep. take us through, um, before we get into it, let's, let's talk about the history of the church there a little bit because, um, okay. it's something kind of interesting to me. Um, first of all, I, I played volleyball there many a times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ancord there. I don't know. I guess you guys yeah. moved it pretty recently. That was with the the remodels and all that kind of stuff. It, yeah, we moved it, and then it was sand for a little while. But uh, recently, they they turned it back into grass. Oh, I think it's bummer. uh really. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It, it comes like, with we age. Played a lot of sandball there. What was that? <laughs> you're right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it comes with age. Uh, grass, ah. you're a little bit more mobile on. So, there you go. Uh, you yeah. are, mobile, but I'll tell you what, the sand's more forgiving though. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so when's the pickleball the court joints? getting in there then? I don't know. That's a good question. That'd be a great thing to put in. Yeah, right. But um, mm -hmm. well, before we started recording, you had mentioned you, they were associated with the the brethren. Um, yes. Faith. Yep. And uh, now it's an. What kind of went into yes. that transition? I'm just curious. Um, well, there's, there's a long history with with the uh, the Church of the Brethren. Uh, moving away from a biblical stance on on a number of, di of different things. Uh, so it was on our radar as Mount Zion Road Church that the denomination was was really taking a step away from a biblical standard on how to conduct, um, you know, church doctrine. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think maybe 20, 2018, 2019, I was the, um, I served as the uh, the annual conference delegate each each year, the, the Brethren Church would have um, a, a conference, um, uh, you know, through the, for the whole denomination uh, at various you know places across the, the country. And I was the delegate a number of years, um, and just coming back from those conferences and 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 reporting to the church what what the denomination is talking about and and, and the direction that they're leading um, or they're they're going in. It was it was concerning for us. So we decided at that point, I think it was officially done uh, 2019 or 2020 in, the, in that ballpark wow. when we officially separated from uh, the Church of the Brethren denomination. Wow, that's interesting. That's I always wondered how that, you know, there's, there's so many different denominations uh, of yeah. faith and all that kind of stuff. And um, to, to me, like, maybe this is wrong, but to me, it's always just like, if you have a faith and you believe in it, um, I always thought the the idea was pretty much the same in all denominations. It's just kind of how they got there. Mm. Um, there. There's a few that are different, Jehovah's mm. Witnesses, stuff like that. 
Um, Scientology. For the most part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one's way different. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I always kind of wondered how that was. And um, I kind of feel like the independent road is kind of a place that maybe a lot of churches and stuff are kind of going now. Do you, are you getting that? I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. There, there yeah. does seem to be a trend that, that is going that direction uh, just mm-hmm. because many mainline denominations are uh, moving away from from a biblical standard, and there's they're they're adopting um, many cultural influences. So that's I think why we're, we're seeing more churches leave denominations and become independent. Do you feel like the uh, independent uh, independency part of the church uh, has to do with like how the culture is uh, starting to evolve? You know where you know I always think of like different communities like uh you know like the lgbtqi plus whatever um along with other different cultures you know um i feel like maybe people are starting to go more independent so that Mm -hmm. they are accepting of all people as opposed Mm -hmm. to the church saying you definitely cannot be a part of this that's actually very much the case and and one of the main reasons why uh, we decided to step away from the the Church of the Brethren uh, because they were, you know, being influenced and being led by by that particular uh, segment of our culture. Okay. Uh, to to a large degree, uh, where and, and and one of the one of the things that I guess we could say the the uh, the straw that broke the camel's back was uh, they the, the the denomination the Church of the Brethren denomination actually went as far as ordaining a uh, lesbian. Uh, pastor and her her wife. So it's like, okay, now hold on a second. Uh, very <laughs> clearly, that would be anti-biblical, at least um, if we're trying right. to be you know, a person of integrity for what God has, has showed us. Right. Wow. Huh, that's, that's a big jump. Yeah, it is. I, did, I didn't realize that. That's that's crazy. Um, yeah. It, I mean, we don't need to get into to personal views here too much. Right. But I'm just kind of curious... Um, when you have somebody come in, obviously you guys feel the, mm. the gay lifestyle per se does not fit into the biblical structure. Um, how do you go about accepting somebody like that or trying to mm. get them to, to find God and maybe change their lifestyle around? Like how, it's got to be kind of touchy, right? It, it is. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's really with, uh, with, with anybody that's dealing with, with sin and, and the issue with, um, sexual sin is so often it becomes part of our identity you know if someone is is gay or or whatever whatever designation that you want to you want to put with that uh if if that is how they're feeling they're 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 leaning that way that's their proclivity it almost becomes part of their identity and and as the church or or if we're we're trying to uh, approach that person from the bible uh it often feels like we're attacking that person's identity uh, mm-hmm. Which is not the case. It's it's a sin yeah. issue. Sexual immorality is very clearly a sin issue uh, on many levels. You know, when when the Bible talks about being uh, avoiding sexual immorality, um, it, it's not just you know a homosexual lifestyle. It's it's being sexually immoral in general. Uh, so oftentimes, those people that that struggle with that type of of sin it almost becomes part of who they are or part of how they identify. So mm-hmm. it is a very, very difficult thing to address because we don't want to make them feel like we're attacking them as a person. Um, so obviously you have to be welcoming and, 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 uh, and loving and, 
um, you know, lift them up in prayer and, and, and hopefully um, the word of God and the Holy Spirit will begin to convict them because that's really the only thing that mm-hmm. will help them to recognize that their, that their lifestyle, that their, that their sexual perversion is a sin and it's not part of their, their identity. Yeah. And I feel piggybacking off of what you just said there too. I feel like society is like Mm -hmm. overly pushing the subject Mm -hmm. onto people. Um, You know, not only saying, you know, not only saying that you need to accept that lifestyle, Mm -hmm. but if you don't, you're racist or you, Mm -hmm. or you're a hater of this particular Mm -hmm. group, you know, whatever it is. And, uh, and I feel like, I feel like that's what's creating more divide mm-hmm. within our yes. country, you know, not even from a religious standpoint, but just mm-hmm. people are like saying, I stand for this. And therefore, if you don't stand the same way that I stand, you are hated, you know, mm-hmm. and you are wrong. And 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 I feel like that's almost kind of maybe where your book started coming mm-hmm. from. You know, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I almost feel, you know, I almost feel like that's kind of what initiated that push for you. Oh, very, very true. Yeah, I I do address these issues in the book uh, and I I try to get down to the core of why these things are happening in our culture. And and you're very right, Howie, uh, the more that the culture pushes it and the more that um, it it becomes acceptable, at least from from mainstream culture, the, the harder it is. For people, especially younger generations, to differentiate what is right and wrong and what is true, uh, mm-hmm. very much that so, very much we're becoming a culture that is uh, based on moral relativism. You know that that my truth is is my truth, your truth is your truth, and as long as we're not messing around with each other, or as long as we're not hurting each other's feelings, we're just gonna have to be okay with you know right. going our own way. And that's that's um obviously not the standard that's presented in the Bible. God has a very clear standard for, for our lives. God very, is very clear in how he defines sin. Uh, he's mm-hmm. very clear in how, how we should be uh, people of repentance, you know, that when we are convicted of sin, when we, when we make mistakes in our, in our, in our lives, uh, we can receive forgiveness. You know, Christ gives us forgiveness, uh, um, unwavering forgiveness in his love for us, but, but our response should be to repent. Um, and, and so much of the church uh, is, is being kind of driven or, or turned to the direction of, well, it's my truth. Um, you know, it's my life. Uh, I'm forgiven on, under the, the name of Jesus Christ. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to kind of go about my own business and I don't really need to respond to correction. Yeah. yeah. What about the, um, and this will kind of tie into you too, Howie, um, People that say like um, you know we'll just go back to to the, the homosexual lifestyle right now mm. like they say that's a mental illness like they, that's mm. how that's, or, or that's the way they were born that's the way they were, like what what's your argument against that when when they bring up those topics? Well, I mean personally, you know, because I work in the mental health field and uh, I will say it's really not looked at as a mental illness anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the way society is pushing things, um, it's it's almost become, well, not almost, but it's it's acceptable and uh, and really we need to remove any biases or uh, stigmatizing of the uh, particular group and say that we have to accept it. And um, so I, I would say from a mental health aspect, it's, it's not even viewed as a mental health concern as it used to be. 
it's just more along the lines. It's just, it's just the way people are. Yeah. It's the way people are and we need to accept it, you know, and, um, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm not a, um, I'm not a very religious person, but I feel like I consider myself a very spiritual person. So I'm not like a, an organized religion follower, so to speak. Um, but I, but I do, I do believe that, um, religion is needed in this society because to me it's what keeps people grounded you know and and i feel like you know because like i said like i i really i really connected to your book because um i feel like people need to um understand that everybody needs to work together in some form or fashion and and understand that there are things that aren't okay and there are things that are okay and it's okay to <laughs> accept it as that. And uh, and I feel like we've removed it's it's weird because it's almost like religion is the um is the answer to a lot of people's society as far as removal of mm. you know, removal of it from the school systems, uh, removal of it within society. It's almost now like if you um if you say that you go to church, you're automatically identified as well, I mean, like, especially in today's political world, you're almost identified as a Republican, you know, and uh, and there's no way, you know, Democrats are more um, free willing and free going. And therefore, you know, there's no way that they would be religious. So therefore, you know, you have to it, it, it's weird. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time of grasping it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with what you're saying there, Hallie. It's just it's I, I don't know. It's just um. I don't even know where to, where to go. And it, just because something is wrong doesn't mean you don't like or, or even hate the person mm -hmm. that is doing that wrong thing. As Corby mm -hmm. was saying, I, there's always yeah. forgiveness. There's always forgiveness. Yeah. There. yeah. Um, so it doesn't yeah. just because, you know, everybody does things different ways and how you come to get your life right. It, it, everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different story. Oh, without so, a doubt. I don't know. It's just, I, I just wish we could be more open and speak about it and say yeah. that it's not right mm -hmm. and not feel like you're going to be attacked for saying that because mm -hmm. just because I don't believe in it and I don't think it's right. Doesn't mean I don't like the person that's doing it. Mm -hmm. I can still care right. about them and, and, and try to help them. And that, mm -hmm. like, there's no hate there. And that, and like you're yeah. saying, how that's where it comes in. Like people are just saying right away, like just because you don't agree with them, all of a sudden you're a hater. Like, mm -hmm. oh yeah. I mean, I'll I'll be honest with you. Like a, a really good friend of mine, one of my uh, better friends. She's she's a lesbian. You know, I knew her since college, and uh, she was in my wedding party and all that stuff. And um, she's not a bad person at all. And you know, I'm not. I'm not there to change her ways. I'm not there to tell her she has to go with this, you know, and like you said, Corby, you know, it's, it, we, you know, we're still going to care for people. We're still going to accept them. Um, we don't have to agree with them, you know, and, and I, and I feel like uh, society is kind of going in a, in a weird direction. And I feel a lot of it is because we're afraid to say we don't agree. Yeah. You know, and um, and I always I've always said this from the beginning. Um, we need to stop apologizing for what we think and and feel, you know, if if I don't feel like it's correct to live the way other people are living, I, I can think that way, 
you know, um, and, and if people start trying to condemn me, I'm not going to change my thought. You know, I'm not going to apologize. And I feel like that's where a lot of people have gone wrong. They apologize because they're trying to fit into what a lot of society is accepting at this moment in time, mm. you know? And, um, so, so when you, when you wrote this book and, and you were thinking, um, like, what did you have in mind? Like, where do you believe like all this is starting and, you know, and what led you to feel like you needed to voice your opinion via the book? Okay. Uh, well, uh, it really goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden when the serpent entered the Garden of Eden and he, he began to speak lies to, to Adam and Eve, uh, saying that, you know, did God really say not to eat the fruit? Did God really say uh, not to do that? Uh, did God really say you're going to die if you do those things? Did God really say that that's, uh, if you sin, that will lead to death? Uh, so it really starts from, that's its origin. Uh, and and, and so, so these things that we're dealing with today in our culture, they're, they're not new. Uh, they're right. just rehashed. They're rehashed attacks against our person. And, and it really mm -hmm. comes down to an, an identity issue. It's, it's an identity uh, crisis that we're, that we're dealing with in, in our culture now, where, 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 where Satan, where, where the enemy is, is trying to, to get us to doubt our, our creation. He's getting, he's trying to get us to doubt our identity as, as children of God. And then when mm -hmm. he can, and when he, and if he can begin to get us to doubt uh, how, how we are created and who we're made and, 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 and that we're made in the image of God and that we're image bearers uh, of, of almighty God, then we can mm -hmm. begin to say, well, I'm created in my own self. I am created to be the person that, that I want to be. And that's really the road that the devil wants us to travel down as humanity to, to define our, ourselves, to define truth according to, to what I want it to be, uh, rather than to, to God's standard. Um, in, the, in the book, I, I deal a lot with the, 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 the idea of chaos okay. and how, how the serpent speaks chaos into everything. It speaks chaos into our lives, speaks chaos into our minds. Um, and, and this chaos is a mechanism to get us to, uh, to go, just go along with the flow, to, to just go along with, um, these things that are pushed, uh, on us culturally. Uh, and, and like you said, Howie, there, there is a very clear shift in how we tolerate one another. You know, I mm -hmm. think there's, there was a time not, not that long ago where, uh, two people of different, differing opinions could tolerate one another. And say, okay, right. well, you believe one thing, I believe the other thing. As long as you know we're not outward, outright arguing with each other, I think we'll we'll leave each other alone. Mm -hmm. uh, society is very clearly shifting to a, a place of being anti-God, being anti-Bible, being anti-standards. Right. Uh, and and like you said, the moment that we do take a stand, uh, we're we're seen as racist, we're seen as uh, xenophobic, uh, you mm -hmm. name it. All sorts of titles get thrown at us, and because uh, the, the 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 woke people, the, those on the left, are are lob, lobbing those those attacks against people that want to take a more conservative approach. Uh, mm -hmm. the, those conservative people are are very nervous because they don't want to they don't want to have to um, they don't want to have to be labeled a, a racist or or whatever. Yeah, 
And if you really think about it in this day and age, um, we're affected by it if we disagree because, you know, people lose their jobs. Um, people in the entertainment industry become shunned to the point where they don't get any work. Uh, you know, and, and it's, it's really a shame that, like you said, you know, why, why can't we have an opinion of it? And, you know, when do you feel like, what, like, why do you feel that the, the religion aspect of it is, is really looked at it as such an evil thing from society in today's day and age? Um, I think it's because the Bible gives us a standard. The Bible gives us uh, moral mm -hmm. absolutes. The Bible is based on objective, objectifiable truth. Uh, and and we are in a in a post uh, post truth world. We're in a very post modern world where uh, where mm -hmm. truth is relative to me. And if someone else comes along and says, "Well, you're wrong because that truth isn't um, uh, empirical truth. It's not truth that we can that we can resolve to be true just because of the simple fact that it's true." Uh, yeah. Then then people get agitated by it because well that's my truth and and i don't have to submit to a higher authority i don't have to submit to um uh, the church or or the bible because mm -hmm. though that's that's truth that is standardized that that i'm going to reject and and people want to to define themselves it, it's 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 throughout the whole bible the book of judges often what you know one of the uh the phrases that's repeated often in the book of judges is that people did what was right in their own eyes that's mm -hmm. what the, the enemy, that's what the, the enemy of our soul wants us to believe. I want to do what's right in my own eyes. I want to worship the God of I. I want to worship the God of me. I don't want to have yeah. to submit to a higher authority. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to submit to a standard of, of belief because then that takes me off the throne. And then yeah. uh, I have to submit to another another God. And that's like like you said, that you were talking about. Uh, celebrities or people that do take a stand often are shunned or they're 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 ridiculed in in popular culture mm -hmm. and that's very clearly spoken to us that that's going to happen in the bible as as the the return of the lord comes that those things are going to get more and more prevalent where uh someone who is taking a stand uh for god and someone who's taking a stand for the word of god they are going to continue to be uh to be marginalized yeah so I guess yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a simple question, and you're gonna obviously give me the uh, resolve of it all. But um, how do we fix it? Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I, I was, you got the answer right. Oh, yeah, Actually, was on a, uh, another interview just a couple of days ago, and the, and the uh, interviewer asked me the same question, and I said, "Oh my, that is that's a hard question." Yeah, um, I, I think. To start, we have to uh, to recognize that there is truth. You know that truth isn't relative. That truth isn't uh, something that we can make up according to what I think. Uh, there is yeah. there is objective truth that we have to claim. Um, you know, as a Christian um, and, and as a pastor, I apologize. I, I'm a little sick. It's um, all as, good. As as a pastor, I believe that that God gave us His Word as um, a form of instruction, as a form of uh, truth spoken from a higher authority. And, and we have to do our best to, uh, to mm -hmm. recognize that truth and to submit to God's authority in our lives. Uh, so to answer your question, I, I think we have to stop um, uh, cowering. I think we have to stop 
um, ignoring. Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the the thing that got us to where we're at now. The church for for many years ignored some of the difficulties that that was pushed against us uh, culturally. Um, so we have to stop that first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have to we have to take a bold stand for what is right. Uh, we have to take a bold stand for the, the word of God. And we have to take a bold stand to, to declare that um, God's word is, is pertinent to our lives now, just as it was uh, when it was written. Yeah. So I think that's the start. That's the beginning. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, and I, and I agree with you. I, I feel like, you know, we do need to take that bold stance. And I don't care what side of the aisle that you're standing on, um, you know, be okay with whatever your belief is, but also be okay with other people having other beliefs. And I feel like, um, you know, um, again, I, I'll say that, you know, I feel like religion, um, you know, this country for the first, you know, this country and not only the country, but the world was built on religion, you know, from the beginning of time. And, um, and I feel like it keeps people, um, it keeps people from, I don't know how to, how to word this other than keeps people from straying to the extreme, you know, it keeps people from, uh, creating such a, a turmoil. I mean, if you look at all the issues, uh, throughout our world history, you know, I always feel like um, I always feel like religion does play a role in a lot of it. Um, but I also feel like uh, the lack of religion will also play a role in a lot of uh, people's behaviors. And, um, you know, and I feel like there's no reason why we can't accept, you know, people for who they are. But yet understand that just because we're accepting you doesn't make you <laughs> right. You know, we're just allowing you to be you and um you know and kind of going from there and you know i know i'm kind of talking in circles but um you know because it's it's one of those topics where you you just don't know like you know i i don't have the um i don't have the actual script of how we're going to play this out and what's going to solve it but i do truly believe that um religion in general has been dealt a really bad hand as of recently you know, and I'm going to say within the last 20 plus years, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and um, and I feel like I don't know. Are are you seeing a um, a decrease in attendance, not specifically at your church, but in in churches as a whole? And do you feel like today's society is playing a role in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know if you look at statistics for the church in general, I think there there are some statistics where people are trending toward not attending or, or moving Mm -hmm. away from their faith because we're uh, becoming much more atheistic or um, I don't even know if we're atheistic anymore. We're, we're more um, self oriented, I I guess, to to, to think of it. Uh, And, and one of the things I do, I do deal with in the book and, and, and the reason why you're saying Howie that, that religion serves as a mechanism to keep order within a a society Mm -hmm is a concept that I, that I term progressive regressionism and <clears throat> excuse my, my voice is hurting. Um, no progressive re- regressionism is really dealing with sin. And, and if we allow sin to become part of us, if we allow sin to be, to become part of our, our identity, as, as I spoke of earlier, you know, sometimes people that are, that, that have that proclivity to, to lean towards sexual sin, it almost becomes more of an identity 
to them. And, mm-hmm. and it can be for, 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 for any sin, you know, yeah. um, someone that, that deals with alcohol, you know, they're, they're, that's a sin in their life and, and they'll, they'll, they'll become the alcoholic. They'll become uh, that, 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 that becomes who they are. That, that becomes mm-hmm. part of their self-expression. And, and if we allow that to continue, if we allow sin uh, to, to continue in our life, it doesn't get easier. It gets worse. Yeah. It, it, and progressive regressionism, I know they, the two terms sound opposite. How can something be yeah. progressive and regressive at the same time? Sin is regressive. Sin will take us down the, the, the road of destruction. Um, speaking again of alcoholism, if you don't take a bold stand to stop drinking, it's going to lead mm-hmm. you to further and further and further um, chaos in your life. So it's pro- it's progressively getting worse and worse and worse. And I think we can see that in our culture as we take more steps away from uh, a biblical standard, as we take steps away from um, recognizing the church, recognizing God, recognizing Jesus as the authority in our lives, as, as, as a moral um, conduit to give us uh, to give us, uh, you know, truth to, to rely on, the culture is going to become progressively uh, regressive in its mm. conduct. Yeah, yeah, much so, agreed. Um, I, when I when I left there for a little bit, I wasn't sure what all was covered. Uh, did you bring up the uh, book report yet? Not yet, not yet. Okay, um, so let's <laughs> go, go into it. that a little bit on the on the website corbyshuey.com. Yep, um, we have a bunch of stuff on there, and uh, one of the things I came across, which I thought was really cool was the fact that you basically just copied your daughter's book report on the page and put it there as, mm-hmm. as she had it written as, after she read your book. Now, when did this mm-hmm. book actually get released? Uh, August of this year. Okay. So, so I'm assuming she was one of the first readers then at that point. She was, yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, what, what did that mean to you to see her put into words how she felt about your book? Um, and, and how proud did that make you feel? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, really, the, the the hearts of why I wrote the book is to help the next generation defend their faith. You know, um, my faith is not my faith is, is isn't really about my, me anymore. You know, I, I'm saved. I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Uh, I'm going to continue to walk out my faith. My faith is now about my children. My faith is now about, I don't have any grandchildren yet, but it, it will be about my grandchildren or, or the next generation or, or those people who are coming into faith. So that's what my faith is about. And, and as a Christian, that's really what our faith should be about. How, how can we prepare the next generation to be able to, to defend what they believe in and not allow the tide of the culture, not allow the chaos that, we can, that, we, that we're dealing with in the culture to, to overwhelm them uh, and to push mm-hmm. them to and fro like... Uh, um, you know, the Bible describes, you know, being tossed to and fro by the waves of the sea. So how can we help them to take a bold stand on what they believe to be true as objectifiable truth um, and not not allow the, the culture to, to to take them off off course? Uh, so, you know, as, as my daughter wrote that, it was incredibly um, it was an incredibly proud moment as as a father to. Uh, to recognize that she she kind of got it, you know. She she. How old is your daughter? Seventeen. She said. Okay, I was just gonna say. I mean, yeah. that's. Uh, it's very well written. Very well. Yeah, written. very well written, and uh, and based on what you just said, very like well thought out. Mm-hmm. Um, very impressive. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. does she want to get into the business? 
of what you're doing. No, she's a she's a music person, so she is leaning oh, more toward okay. toward music. Uh, actually, she's uh next year she's taking um she's going to a school to learn uh, music production and uh, photography and, and video production. So very cool. good for her. So yeah, that's yeah, her that's her cool. thing. Yep, that's awesome. Is she um, um, she a student out at Northern London at this point then? Or? She actually is homeschool. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, we 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 homeschool our kids. Yeah. And so and I'm she, guessing she got an A on that report then. Yes, I think her mom did. Her mom, her mom's the primary teacher, so I think she did get an A. Yes, she better, right? Yep. Oh my, that's oh, too that's funny. Awesome. Well, but, speaking but, of school, but, Corby, uh, I don't know if you know. Can oh I, yeah, go one ahead. One thing before we move away from that topic, though, like I just I think it's really cool that 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 all these times you wonder what your kids are sitting and, and gathering, and if they're pulling in the information, are they understanding it? And then you see something like this. Mm. That's really my hope for, for anybody that reads the book. I, I hope to encourage them. I know uh, the book is divided into, into three parts. Uh, the first part really deals with some of the things that we're struggling with culturally, and it can be, mm. uh, it can be kind of negative uh, to a degree, the beginning. Uh, but I, I do that because I want to expose what's happening. I, I don't want to let people uh, be in the dark about it. And, and I think if we can... Right just like anything, if there's a conflict in a, in a relationship, if we can get to the bottom of what that conflict is and we can expose it and bring it to light, then we can deal with it. We can say, okay, this is what's mm -hmm. causing that conflict. This is what's causing uh, that, that difficulty in my life. And that now we can talk through it and we can deal with it. So that's, that's why I, I talked about some of the things that I do at the beginning of the book, um, things that are happening culturally. Um, because I think if, if we talk about them, if we expose them, we can talk through them. We can mm -hmm. come to a resolve about, you know, the direction that we should be going. Um, the second part of the book is about God's word. You know, what we, if, if these things are happening, if this is if this if these are the things that we can see that that are taking place in our culture, God is going to give us an answer. And, and we have to look to the word of God to give us an answer, to give us uh, encouragement, to, to help us understand. Well, how, how do we deal with that now? You know, these things are happening. Yeah. Well, well, how do I deal with it? You know, God doesn't just leave us without hope. He's going to give us answers in his word. Uh, so that's really what I address in the second part of the book. You know, these things mm -hmm. are happening in our culture. We can tell they're happening. How do we deal with them? Well, we look to the word of God. This is what God's word says. And then the last part of the book is our response. Okay, so yeah. this is happening. This is what God says. How do we respond? What do we do as people of faith, uh, as mm -hmm. people who are uh, claiming Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior? How do we respond to this uh, in a way that's, that's compassionate. You know, we have to be compassionate to people that, that are struggling with these things. You know, I think uh, one of the negative things that comes against the church is, uh, you know, when, when someone, especially with some of the, the issues that people are dealing with, uh, as far as their identity, you know, the church immediately wants to write them oh. off and say, well, sorry, you know, you're a sinner. Sorry, you're, you're on your own. And I think that's the wrong approach. I think we have to embrace them and we have to, we have to, 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 be, to show compassion to them but also help them to, to speak through that to okay here's here's a, here's a difficulty that you're that you're struggling with where is it coming okay. from and then how can we move through this so that you don't continue to regress in, into that sin or into that difficulty so that's mm -hmm. that's really the the hope of my book is that i can encourage those who read it um, to know that they have hope in the lord to know that um, that they, they can have a choice. You know, in, in Christ, we have a choice. Uh, when we claim faith in Jesus Christ, we are given a choice. Uh, the Bible mm -hmm. talks about 
before we are saved, we are bound to sin. We are, we are condemned mm -hmm. to sin. We're, we're slaves to sin. We have no choice. Wow. We're sinners by mm -hmm. nature. We don't have a choice. That's, that's, that's who we are. That's our identity. We are sinners and we're, we're bound to it. We're slaves to it. But mm -hmm. the deliverance we can find in Jesus Christ is that we can be transformed and, and, and redeemed and delivered from it so that we have a choice. So I no yeah. longer have to choose to sin. I don't have to choose to do the things that, that I did in my past. And, you know, I had a, a, a shaky past as well as, as all of us have. I don't have to choose that anymore because I've been delivered from it. Not only have mm -hmm. I been delivered from it, I can have the authority in Christ through the Holy Spirit dwelling in my heart to not succumb to it anymore. I can be delivered yeah. and I can walk free from it. So that's really the hope that that we have as the church when we're dealing with people that are that are struggling in this life. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you know, I I, I have a, a a bit of a well an, an education background. I was a, I was a teacher for uh, about sixteen years before I moved into the ministry, uh, and before uh, that I, I worked in. About, the, I'm, I'm actually glad you brought brought this up because that's literally what I just wrote okay. down. Like, I wanted, how did you get into this? So yeah, let's hear it. Okay, well then before that I did I did work in the mental health field for just a little bit, and I even forgot I forgot what I was trying to get get to at this point. But you were teaching for sixteen years. Oh, and then... yeah. But what I was saying is that we. You know, we, we, we don't have to feel as if there's no hope. And, and I think sometimes if we approach mental health, if we approach um, difficulties with, with people from a secular perspective, we can give them the book answer. We can give them what smart people have said about how to deal with these things. And, and it might be helpful, but there isn't any um, um, transcendent authority in that. Um, and I think that's where the Bible comes in and that's where faith comes in. There, there's a transcendent authority that's higher, that's greater than the struggles that we face on this earth, that the struggles that I face with, with mental health, the struggles I face with, with um, addictions or whatever the case is. There's, there's a transcendent authority that we can ascribe to that, that has, <clears throat> excuse me, that has, ex that has ultimate authority in my life. And that's really where we can begin to find true uh, healing and true, uh, uh, true repentance so that uh, so that we don't have to keep struggling with things in, in our past um, yeah so what, what happened in your life that you felt like you needed to make a turn in your life though and that you you okay. wanted to be a pastor and you wanted to you know, go to seminary and like what, yeah there had to be something that kind of triggered that right there, there yeah very very clearly there was uh as i said i was a, a teacher um i think i taught for 16 years in, in the public school uh, i was an art teacher um, so I mm. taught art in Lancaster City for I think eight or nine years, and then I transitioned to uh, to Lebanon City, and I, I taught art there for another couple of years. Um, and and very early on, when I started my teaching career, uh, I felt the Lord kind of stirring in my heart, and I said, "Okay, this is you had this training now, but that's not where I want you to be." Um, I, I, I kind of felt the Lord leading me to into the ministry. Um, I began. I, I began to be more active in our church, uh, leading Bible studies and doing things like that. Uh, but the more active I got, the more active I wanted to become. Uh, and and I, I I ignored that call in my life for for many years. I thought, okay, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm gonna. I have a. I have mm -hmm. a job. I have a a steady career. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I I can pay my bills. I have good insurance. Uh, why would I leave this? I had the whole summer off. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, what why, are you thinking? I don't know. <laughs> so why would I leave this to enter into something that 
uh, is much more demanding, um, both both you know emotionally, uh, spiritually, physically. There's there's uh, my my schedule is isn't as set as it was when I was a teacher. So I ignored that call for for many years, uh, and and the more I ignored it, uh, the louder it got, the louder it got to the point where I was like, okay, God, you know what? I, I hear what you're trying to do. I I I see where you're leading, and I'm not gonna fight back. I'm not gonna ignore it anymore, and I'm just gonna submit, and I'm gonna just be willing to go where you lead me. Uh, and, and that was when I entered into seminary. Uh, I think I started uh, seminary in, in 2016 uh, through through Dr. Lake. Uh, at Biblical Life Seminary, um, and I, I just finished up uh, my seminary. My I, I got a Master's of Divinity g- degree. Uh, I think I finished that in uh, 22, I think it was. Okay. So a number of years. Okay. It was a big degree, uh, 90 yeah. credits. It was, it, was a, it was a large degree uh, to, to finish. Oh, wow. uh, so I finished that, and really this, uh, the Four Valor book, uh-huh. is, is really my, my Master's <laughs> thesis. Uh, so that's wow. where the, the that's where the the book came from. Um, as I was going through seminary training, Dr. Lake was very supportive of my writing. Uh, he, he encouraged me in writing, um, and I, I've always been a writer. I've always enjoyed that. One of the things I did when I was in my undergraduate uh, training at uh, I went to Kutztown for um, yep. art education. Um, I would get an assignment from a professor, and I would try my best to avoid actually addressing the assignment and just cre- creatively writing something. Uh, to the point where the professor was like, wow, that's great. Even though I didn't really address it or do the work, yeah. I was I was fairly successful at, at that, just trying to write something creatively that was interesting enough for the professor to read that I would still get credit yeah. but not actually have to do, <laughs> to oh, do the work. That's, that's, that's a bit of an admission that's of guilt there. Uh, but anyway, so I, <laughs> I, I really, um, through my seminary training, that's where that the book came from. Uh, it's It's about three times longer than it had to be. I think it's, it's about 75,000 words. I only had to really write 25,000. So it's a little longer than, than it needed to be. But wow. <laughs> but it worked out just fine, right? Did, yes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm, actually working, uh, I'm actually working on a, a doctorate degree at this point. So Okay. And yeah. what do you want to do with that specifically? I'm writing another book. Okay. So, yeah. Thinking another book in the work. Doctor Corby Shuey in front of it, right? Yep. That's right. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, so, um, real quick, I just want to go over your stuff here again, real quick, and then we'll get into some some of the uh, the fun stuff of your background. Mm-hmm. Um, CorbyShuey.com. Um, that's where you can go see all your. You have all kinds of stuff on there. Do you write like blogs every once in a while or stuff on there too? I, I try to put something up every month. Yeah. Um, a monthly blog. Yep. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, so, so there's that. And then, uh, obviously you can order the book on Amazon if you want to, mm-hmm. but the best deal right now is going at skywatchtv.com. Yeah. So go there and look for for valor by Corby Shuey and, uh, get that ordered and, uh, see what that does to your heart. You know, see, mm-hmm. see how that talks to you. Um, mm-hmm. so a transition here into a little bit of your, your family history, I guess we can yes. say the Lebanon County staple Shuey's pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little yes. bit about the history for, for those out there that don't know about it. Okay. Um, if I'm correct, uh, I think my, my great-grandfather started the pretzel business in 1927. Hmm. Um, it was originally on Maple Street in Lebanon, uh, and then it moved right now. Uh, it's been, for the most part, it's been functioning since then. I think there was a, there was a short period of time in the 80s where 
uh, where they may have stopped. I don't remember. I wasn't, I was born in 75. So it's sure. early in my life, but there, there was a time when I think it closed just for time, uh, but it's been functioning essentially since 1927 as a, you know, a pretzel bakery. Uh, my great grandfather started it. Uh, various family members have worked there. Uh, my, my grandfather and grandmother, uh, they, they passed on um, a few years ago, but they, they ran the business for, for many years. Um, mm -hmm. Recently, my, my uncle uh, and my dad uh, took over the business. Um, my, my brother, Chris, works there as well, um, as well as you know, doing the, the radio things. But yes, uh, a, a local uh, icon in, in, the, in the city. It really is. It sure is. Like, yeah. And I'm sure you put some some labor in there as well, right? I did. I did. Yeah. There was and, uh, when I was younger. You when I was younger, it? I did you enjoy it? I did. Yeah. It's it's um, I, I it's a hard thing because I, I see the value and the and the the nostalgia of the business, mm -hmm. and and part of me would like, you know, I don't know where you know I don't know how long my dad is going to keep it going or, or if my brother is going to take over at some point. Uh, I'd, I'd hate to see it. Um, my my uh. I should say my niece works there as well. She she helps yeah. out uh, a lot, but I, I would hate to see it uh, go away, uh, be, just because it's been part of the community for so many years. Yeah, um, I mean, so it's going on so, hundred years here almost. Yeah, yeah. So so part of me would like to to, to work there more than 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 I have. I haven't I haven't helped uh, you know recently just because of the uh, uh, the you know, the job requirements that I'm that I'm. Uh, required to do now uh but in the past i i'd help i'd help out a lot uh with you know twisting pretzels and baking pretzels and occasionally i help out now but not as much i used to mow the grass for them and take care of the uh, the landscaping mm. and things but i don't like, know that's one of those the, things the really cool thing about that and i think and i don't know if this is what adds to the flavor or not they mm. still use the original coal mm. of it i do yeah i mean that is amazing and um yeah that's that's got to help with with the flavoring and i'm not saying because of the coal per se but just just the heat that comes from that yeah. coal. like that's mm -hmm. it's not a it's not a fake heat it's not a, a manufactured no. it's how do you know this troy well because if you i go there like almost every saturday <laughs> <or something. laughs> all right i was just curious i'm like this like i'm getting a history lesson here that i didn't even know about and uh yeah no i i mean i'm i'm a big fan of the soft pretzels and i don't mm -hmm. I, I guess there's must there must be more work involved with with that that's why they only do that on saturdays there or yeah the oven has to be hotter uh okay. so when they make the hard the hard pretzels the, the oven's a little cooler i don't know the the temperature i think 600 degrees or so uh, and then on Saturdays when they make the the soft pretzels, they they, they crank up the heat even hotter. So it's gotcha. it's crazy hot. It's it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> so is that all they're making on Saturdays? It's just the softs. Yep, just soft pretzels. Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Wow. Um, that's the only day they make them. I knew that was the only day they were available, but I didn't know that they didn't make the hard pretzels that day as well, too. So yeah, no, hard no hard pretzels, pretzels are made on during the week, and then the, the yep. soft pretzels are just on Saturday. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Not, not trying to put you on the spot here, but do you know their hours and stuff off the top of your head? Or uh, they are open when they have pretzels. <laughs> I'm just gonna say um, it does vary from what I yeah. understand. Yeah, I, I know uh, they, they close when they run out and stuff. But, yeah, um, particularly on Saturdays uh, with the soft pretzels. Um, yeah, official official opening time is nine o'clock. Um, okay. If you get there at nine o'clock, especially this time of the year, it's it's very busy because of the holidays. Uh, but they yeah. they officially open at nine o'clock, and then they're they're open until they sell out. Um, on on the during the week, um, on Saturday they're open a little longer because they're making soft pretzels all day. So, 
if you stop in on, on a Saturday, they, they might not have hard pretzels, but they'll they'll probably have soft pretzels. Right. Yeah. Because they do yeah, make I, them I, all day on Saturday. I'm stopping in there on Saturdays all the time. I usually grab two or three of the regular the regular pretzels that they have in there because they also have the really large ones that they do the soft pretzels. Uh, do, do you remember um, whose creation <laughs> that was to make this yeah. super large soft pretzel? Who, who was they that? They do. Yeah. yeah. Do you know who, who whose idea was that? Do you know? Uh-oh, are we losing them? Yeah, I think you, you cut out just I was for asking a minute. whose idea it was for the, for the really large soft pretzel. Like, who created that? I don't know. It's been okay. around as long as I can remember, so I'm not sure if it was my, my great-grandfather okay. so or my grandfather. Great-grandfather, then, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow, mm-hmm. that's... That thing's huge. I know there's a. I don't know if it's still in there or not, but there's a picture in there of a baby holding it, and it's literally like yeah. as big as the baby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's funny. We take a, uh, since my kids were born, we take a picture every year on their birthday with a, a soft pretzel, a big soft pretzel. Oh, there you go. So when they're babies, they have there this giant go. soft pretzel, but now uh, yeah, they're uh, almost adult size, so it's not not quite oh, as wow. big. But it's neat to That'd see the progression. Funny. Uh, that's great yeah yeah. it's it's gotta be really cool to have something like that in your family history that just like something to really be proud Mm -hmm. of that your that your ancestors did and built up and it's still around and your family's still running it Mm -hmm. nobody sold out um you know Mm -hmm. it's not being run by somebody else you didn't have some uh you know immigrants come in Mm -hmm. and take it over and and you know not leaving Mm -hmm. it you know the the family recipe authentic yeah authentic yeah it's just it's it's really cool it's a really cool thing and i know it's a staple for people that come in and visit Lebanon County, they mm-hmm. hear about the Chewy's pretzels, they want to go get one. That's just, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. So, so uh, yeah. Um, so, also on a uh, lighter note, obviously, you know, we have you on for the book as well. And, um, yeah. but also, I was digging in another book. Um, okay. I call it my, uh, my uh, high school um, um, yearbook. And uh, I graduated in 92. You graduated okay. in 94, if I'm not mistaken, correct? You were you correct, yes. All right. So um, so I'm going to have to share with you. Um, I was looking through my, uh, my book, and I, I decided to see if I can find your picture on there. And okay. uh, I'm just going to see if you remember that good old-fashioned picture. Uh, it's, it's loading right now. Oh wow! Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I believe uh, what we're showing here is your sophomore picture, and uh, and I was really trying to think. It's like you know, I um, I went to high school obviously at Northern Lebanon, just like yourself, and also Troy, and uh, and I guess I'm the oldest of uh, all three of us here. And um, you were a sophomore when I graduated. And and I was trying to think, man, did I do I remember you at all in school? And I'm looking in the book, and I'm like, okay, I see this face, and I was like, I, this face does look familiar to me. Okay. So um, I'm trying to think. Did you did you play baseball at all? I did not. No. Oh, okay. I, was, I know uh, your brother track. did. Yeah. Yeah. He was a baseball guy. Yep. I was yeah. track and then and then and then football later on. Okay, so, yeah, because I know I remember seeing you somewhere, and uh, yeah. you know it probably was on the sport field somewhere. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, so I thought I had to share that with you. Were you playing football your sophomore year, Corb? No, uh, junior and senior year. I, I didn't, okay, no, so I, then I, yeah, I you would have just missed them at how because you were playing your mm-hmm. senior year. So yeah, yeah, I played on the uh, the undefeated team. 
Are you serious? Yeah. That was quite a team then. That was. That was a, a real good team. It was a yeah. fun so team to play on. Just saw Corby. Who, who was that guy? Where, where was he at in his life? What, what did he want to oh. do? Uh, was, was, were you a screwball or were you somebody who was serious about their education and, or I, what were you looking for in that, in that, uh, picture? Uh, that wow. Yeah. Um, I was a goofball. I didn't take, <laughs> I didn't take my education very seriously. I, I actually, I, I did just enough to be eligible to play sports and that was, <laughs> that was pretty much what I did. That's um, funny. So I was a solid C student. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> it's crazy here now. You know, now now all he's doing is just pursuing education, pursuing education, pursuing education. I know. Doctorate. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I've been in school as long as I've been in school. I don't know what I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely oh, in high school, man, it was. Great. I just yeah. was there to have fun and and goof yep. around and. Yeah, I, I didn't get in that. a whole lot of I didn't get in a whole lot of trouble. You know, just yeah, yeah, just, just goofy and uh, mm-hmm. had had a good time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, not har- yep. harmful, not harmful fun, goofy fun. Right. Yep. But so, you so your it. career, Howie. <laughs> oh no, Howie, this was your crew. You were, you guys were the seniors that that stole the big boy. Uh, yeah. Was that you guys? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Troy, I, we shouldn't be doing. We shouldn't be talking about this in front of a man of God here. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I. I I, I specifically remember that day uh, walking out of school that morning and we looked in the courtyard there and there's, there's a big boy. there. And and like, yeah, there it is, is standing. That, is that real? Like, is that the real big boy from, from the restaurant? It can't be uh, real. And everybody's like, that's yeah. not the real one. It is the real one. And I, I don't know how you guys got it in there, but maybe you can enlighten uh, us now. Helicopter, believe it or not. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh-huh. There, there was somebody in our class um, <laughs> whose father was a, a chopper pilot for the for Fort Indian Town Gap, and uh, and he joined along in the uh, in the idea, and uh, yeah, um, airlifted it right from where it was, which was by I don't know if you remember where Big Boy was, but it was by yeah, Bob right Mall. The mall. Yeah. Right yeah. And uh, so took a cop, uh, a chopper over there and connected cables, airlifted it and landed it in the courtyard. And the only way that you were going to get it out of that courtyard was also airlifted. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I've always <laughs> wondered how that's that was the assumption that it had to be a helicopter. But how how would anybody get a helicopter, you know, to do that? Yeah. So I guess the assumption yeah. was accurate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get in trouble for that or? No, but I do Are remember. I do remember where the well, principal. Out, right? Yeah, it was. You, yeah, nobody. Nobody admitted to it, which was good. But um, it was either the principal or the superintendent um, came around and told the entire senior class that um, you know whoever did it, you will be expelled, no questions asked, and everybody looked at each other as if you better not say a word. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where are we at? Uh, We're at, uh, let's see, 20. How, how long ago was that, Howie? Geez, 30. That was in 92, ago. 91 or 92. Years? Yeah. Okay, 92. So 31 years ago. So, yeah, statute of limitations has run out on that. You're good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Bob's Big Boy doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I, th- I think you guys shut it down. I think. I think yeah, probably. <laughs> probably that. You got to close. We don't have our guy anymore. <laughs> 
<laughs> if anything, I thought we made it more famous, but hey. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that was that was fantastic because I, I think I was only in sixth grade at that time and we hadn't mm-hmm. even heard about it. So it, yeah. it, it definitely got notoriety. <laughs> it was a big deal. It was a big deal. It will never be able to be duplicated. I can tell you that. No, because I don't know. Um, I, I always I didn't know that you guys had put it in the courtyard. I thought you guys mm-hmm. had it like yeah, right by the auditorium, right in front of the auditorium in the courtyard. It was surreal that day when we got to school. It was yeah. surreal because it's like that doesn't fit there. That, that shouldn't be no. there. And it was so cool because every time you walk down the hallway and you look out the window, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Just standing there waving at you. Yeah. Oh man. Oh that yeah, was, it was I, a lot of fun. I don't know that that prank will ever be eaten. Um, I, I, no, another good one yeah. was. Um, did, did you know the Mays at all, Corby, Joe May, and? Uh, uh, I know the name. I don't know if I, I think know them very well. What, what Mel was Mel in your grade, Howie? Uh, Mel was a couple years. Well, no, Mel would have been closer to you, Corby. Maybe yeah. even a couple years younger than you. Okay. Uh, yeah. She yeah. owned yeah. Envy, Hair Envy, and uh, Lickdale. Okay. Um, but, um, but anyway, but yeah, I was the one that had the garage there, Joe May's garage there. Yeah. Okay. okay. And his group, um, I don't remember if I'm pretty sure he was part of it, but I don't know, but they got, they went and got a horse and uh, <laughs> put a horse in the school overnight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. the janitor, when the janitors came in in the morning, there was a horse in the school. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Well, Corey, you're going to have to ask, uh, Andy, uh, Worley, uh, about um, his high school prank. Um, yeah, because he put it in, they put an entire Volkswagen bug in the hallway. It was the principal's Volkswagen bug. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 He's not as innocent. He's not as innocent as he portrays to be. Um, and the only way people could get to class was to crawl through the Volkswagen bug and get through it and go. But they had it like turned sideways in the hallway. Yep. (laughs) Crawl over it. Oh, my. <laughs> oh that's funny. Uh, yeah, it is. Harry, we could we could probably do a whole segment on on uh, senior pranks for different schools and stuff. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, oh, right. Man, we should go through a list and see the greatest ones ever pulled off. And I know yours yeah. isn't on there with the big boy. That's got to get added to the it, list. That, it has that's, to. That's, that's a fantastic one. Yeah, just to get yeah. somebody with a helicopter to help you with it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Who has that, who has that power? <laughs> I don't know. I've known I've known a couple chopper. The military. He must have used one of the military. Yeah, it was the military. It was a military helicopter. Yeah, he was in the military, and it was their chopper. This is just. Isn't that like a breach of like? Isn't that a breach of security? Like, like national security? I mean, obviously things were as tight back then. I was going to say, if we did that today, Homeland Security would be all over us right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure there yeah. wasn't trackers and all that kind of stuff like there is now, you know. No. Oh, my now gosh. You notice no. as soon as you touch a button on that thing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say this, though. Uh, a good friend of mine is uh, he he uh, flies those Chinooks or he used to fly the Chinooks, those big helicopters. Mm-hmm. And um, and we were meeting somewhere for dinner at someone's house and and they had him working the last minute to the point where he couldn't make it. So he had he was doing some flying at the Gap. And uh, so he decided um, to take the Chinook and fly it over the house that we were eating dinner in and flew it really low to where the entire house was like. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, so even today, even within the last few years, I, I don't know, uh, there might, they might not be as uh, protective of, of those things as we might think oh, they are. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. So, that yeah, so it's funny. good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, Corby, thanks so, so much yeah. for joining us, man. We really appreciate yeah, no your problem. time. Um, let, let's, um, I'm going to let you plug your stuff here one more time because you, you kind of know everything by heart more than I do, but go for okay. it. Okay. Okay. Well, we have this book. For Valor, uh, Defending the Faith for Those of Worth, uh, it's available on my website, corbyshuey.com, uh, C-O-R-B-Y-S-H-U-E-Y.com. Uh, I have that book available. Uh, I have a couple of Bible studies and some other books uh, available on that website. Um, and I also put up a monthly blog, uh, you know, that's you know, available to just be a, a way to encourage people. Uh, and, and really, I, I don't, it's it's a blessing to be able to write these things. I don't look to for for any sort of vain glory at all. It's it's a, a way that I can you know serve God and 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 um, get out some of those things that that God is is uh, leading me to to write about. So it's it's a, a blessing to be able to do these things. So they're available on my website. Uh, you can get it on Amazon uh, if you type in my name on Amazon. Uh, things will come up on Amazon, uh, and then also on SkywatchTV.com. Uh, there's a, a book package available with my book, Doc Lake's book, and some other things that are uh, available. Um, my book on Amazon by itself is, I think, $21. Um, but if you get it through Skywatch, it's $35, but then you're getting two books and some DVDs and things like that. So mm -hmm. and that's nice. that's a and price that was set by the publisher. And uh, okay. also, if you just want to – do you have any social media stuff you use or anything like that? Or just uh, maybe Facebook. Facebook or something? Yeah. Facebook, yeah. And, and if you – and the church is, is Mount Zion Road. Let me, let me just make sure I get it right. Uh, the church website is mzr, mzrchurch.org. If you are interested in, in listening to uh, sermons from, from the past, we, we do have a sermon archive um, of you know past sermons. So if you'd like to listen to anything uh, that's available on uh, the church website, mzrchurch.org. Okay. Perfect. And yeah, then very you nice. said the church has a has a Facebook, and you have a Facebook as well. Or yes, yes, yeah. Okay. My Facebook so, is just my name, and the church's yeah. Facebook is Mount Zion Road. Yeah. Okay. And it's on Mount Zion Road. Yeah. <laughs> if That's you, the biggest surprise <laughs> of it all, right? Yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you get anywhere in the country on Mount Zion Road, just start driving north, and I think you'll find it, unless you're already. Yeah, I, and by the way, that's Mount Zion Road in Lebanon County, because there is a Mount Zion Road in York County as well. Yes. Yep. So, oh my. Yeah. Um, so. yeah, it's great talking with you. I'm glad you yeah. were able to make yeah. it. And uh, I'm glad we had no difficulty whatsoever with getting you on here. <laughs> yeah, I apologize about that. If I, I didn't know that it was required to go through that, that specific browser. So I, I would have tried to set it up beforehand. It's and, okay. and I, I mean, that's yeah. the way it is. Yeah. Also about my voice, I, I feel my voice is a little little froggy tonight, but maybe that's in keeping uh, with the the radio station. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Tie this into all the local ties. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> all right. All uh, right. Thank you so much, Corby. Again, go to CorbyShuey.com and uh, pick up the book for Valor. Uh, appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Hush, little baby, don't you cry Your mama's got a 12-gauge held up high And if that boy ever breaks your heart I'll send him where the moon meets and kisses the stars He's messing with my baby And I ain't gonna tell him twice 
come home crying Kiss the Chevy and these matches goodbye You're coming out gentle Something like a preacher's daughter The same can't be said for me Thanks to your father Cause I know it's kind of like the back of my hand Just cause he's a male don't make him a man Hush little baby don't you cry Your mama's got a 12 gauge hair to cry And if that boy ever breaks your heart I'll stand there where the moon meets and kisses the stars I count my blessings, count these shells It'll only take one shot to bring him down Better treat you right cause if he concludes our broadcast day. Click. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie. We really hope you enjoyed the show. Please share, rate, review, all that fun stuff. Let your friends know you heard it right here on Stay Tuned with Troy and Howie, and we'll see you next week. Until next week, stay tuned. Stay tuned.